Bilingual in America. Tunei el loga fi America. Bilinguismo negli Stati Uniti. Bilingue in America. Ser bilingue en America. I'm Suzanne There's a conversation that children of interracial or cross-cultural marriages have the advantages of two or more cultures and with that sometimes a second language. In many instances, children may be expected to not only be bilingual, but they also be expected to have cognitive advantages from growing up with more than one culture. There may be an expectation that they're more open-minded and even better communicators. There was a study back in 2011 on the linguistic abilities of various groups of preschoolers living in Germany. And yes, it confirms this assumption. Children of these mixed marriages outperformed all other groups on a cognitive ability test. More importantly, they have access to culture, traditions, food, and frankly, the world. Today, we speak to Jeanette Ponce Doyle, mother of two American Ecuadorian Irish children. She shares her experience of how she and her husband decided that she would speak to her children only in Spanish until their high school years. Let's listen in as she shares her story with co-producer Yarina Sancion. So Janet, I want to welcome you and thank you for sharing your experience with us. I value you as a colleague and as a friend. And so I know that your testimony will touch many people's hearts. So thank you so much. How did you and your husband decide that you would raise your children bilingually? And Sure. It's twofold. I was brought up only speaking Spanish. I came when I was four years old from Ecuador. My parents did not learn English. feel blessed that actually they didn't until much later in life because then we had to speak Spanish at home. And mm -hmm. again, with my grandparents and extended family. I really wanted my children to be able to communicate with my grandmother because by then my aunts and uncles were able to communicate in English, but not my grandmother. My grandmother is my hero. Hmm. So this is where it gets like emotional for me because it, it was just very important to me that they communicate with her. Then when I met my husband who was Irish, <laughs> He was very supportive. You know, we could go back to even when he would come and visit at my grandmother's home and he would play chess with my grandfather. No words because neither of them spoke each other's language, but they were both happy, you know, playing chess and, and grandma showed her love through food and, and all that was wonderful. And all he heard all day long was Spanish. So he was very supportive. And so when our kids were born, I knew right from the get-go, I had to only speak Spanish to them. And actually, if I could backtrack a little bit, we named our children with an Irish and a Spanish name. And so I have a Sean Martin, me Maria Caitlin, because we wanted both cultures to be represented. Oh, I love um, that. <laughs> I literally, I mean, and it's so vivid in my mind. I remember 
changing the diaper you know, uh, for my son and literally just saying, speak Spanish, speak Spanish, speak Spanish, because it was not natural for me to speak Spanish because if it wasn't my grandmother, it wasn't a relative that I needed to speak Spanish to or someone that, you know, only spoke Spanish. My work day, my husband, you know, most of the world around me was English speaking. So I had to be so conscious of just literally telling myself and actually not even in my head out loud, because it was just me with my son saying, speak Spanish, speak Spanish. And so up until about they were in high school, I've only spoken Spanish to them. With my husband, he learned a lot of Spanish words, but of course, to see them communicate with their great grandmother. What a gift. <laughs> it was just beautiful. And, you know, when she turned 90, like my son, he, everybody did a little something and he, he told a joke in Spanish. So again, you know, I felt like I had accomplished that piece of it. And I just wanted to continue, of course, not just with my grandmother, but that really was, that really was the, the main reason why. That's beautiful. And to continue, you know, it's so important to have that connection with our, our elders. They have so much wisdom. They have so much compassion and they really teach us how to draw strength, right? They had to survive things that we never had to survive. You know, for so many reasons, that connection is so important. So did you ever feel that you had to compensate in some way or, you know, in taking on, like, I will be the Spanish speaker and I will be the one who who carries this torch and, and, and make sure that it's lit for my children? Did you ever feel that it was a burden or that it was hard or were there times when you found the joy in it? So I wouldn't say a burden, but it was definitely challenging. I guess some of the, the wonderful highlights are that I would make this road trip with my children to go visit my grandmother and my extended family in North Carolina and just speaking Spanish the whole time, speaking Spanish. And I recall stopping by to get gas. I spoke in English to the gentleman and my son said, mommy, they don't understand you. They don't, you know, they only speak Spanish here because to him, like visiting North Carolina with the family, he thought that that was only a Spanish speaking little world. But then in the rest of the world, whether it was them on play dates or anywhere, it was just English, right? In the beginning, it was easier when it was, they were little, but then it got harder and I would only speak Spanish to them, then they were only starting to respond in English back to me. And, and it didn't occur to me at that point, the importance of just saying, I don't understand, no entiendo, like the same technique that I had used when they're little and you're whining, you know, like, and now in retrospect, I wish that I would have done that because I think they would be so much more fluent in the language and, and there's beauty and that they can sit with my, again, with their relatives and listen to stories in Spanish. It gives me hope that again, they'll be able to learn it on a more fluent level and challenging. <laughs> yeah. Most of our world becomes English, you know, absolutely. There is that dance back and forth. And the good news is 
language is accessible more and more. There are different ways that we can continue to develop our language. I always say I'm I'm still an English language learner, right? Because once you learn a second language, you're always learning nuances about one language or the other language. So that doesn't ever stop. I think that you did an amazing thing in making that commitment and that they'll forever always hold you in high regard for doing that and recognizing that you wanted them to have that skill set and to experience language and culture in every way possible. So, you know, our hashtag is um, speak your beauty. How do you and your family speak your beauty? So I think it's still a continuation of exposing them and sharing each of our cultures because it's not just the Ecuadorian, but it's the Irish culture. So whether it was my daughter taking Irish dance lessons or my son you know, studying in Spain and being able to be able to write poetry or write essays in Spanish, you know, just to continue in any way, shape or form, but just for them to have that opportunity to, to learn more about their cultures and share more. A food, I was thrilled that when we took them to Ecuador and they tried all the different foods, they weren't very different from what they have when you know, the, the Ecuadorian food, but, you know, from grandma and, and aunt and uncles like, oh, yeah. So I, you know, we just try to have that culture always there present. And I know that they know that both my husband and I are each are very proud of being Ecuadorian and Irish. So beautiful. we hope that they continue. And what a beautiful legacy you've instilled in them that I'm sure they're going to continue to grow and pass on. So thank you so much for speaking your beauty with me today and um, sharing this moment with me, Dennis. I appreciate you as a colleague and a friend and adelante. Yes, adelante. And you know what? If I could add just one thing, it's become a passion of mine to, to share this with just other families. And so any opportunity I have to either have little parent workshops or honestly, just talking to a family one-on-one -on -one about their, you know, one of my students, it's always about like the treasure that they can continue to give their children, you know, just continue that Spanish at home. I just wanted to share that. <laughs> Our testimonies are meant for that. They are meant to, to elevate someone else's situation, to support someone else's circumstances. So, so thank you for, for being vulnerable and sharing those things out because that's how that's how we continue to grow. That's how we continue to feed. That's how we continue the legacy. Thank you so much, Edina. Jin Yi Wan came here just about 20 years ago as she began to pursue her master's degree. While here, she married a gentleman who comes from a Spanish-speaking background. Let's listen in as we hear about how they are raising their son to be multilingual. Hi everyone, my name is Xingyi Huang Ituraude. I was born and grew up in Taiwan. I came here for my master's degrees almost 20 years ago. So, you know, like all my family, they were still back in Taiwan. I'm here by myself. And then, you know, I'm raising a boy who is trilingual because my husband speaks Spanish and I speak Mandarin. 
we together in our family we speak English to each other. So do you feel that language is really an integral part of your of your home, of your marriage, of your child rearing? I 100 100% agree to that because I feel like to me because I would say I would say that because I grew up in Taiwan speak Mandarin. So English was a subject to me in school and not until I came here I realized that I have to use the language every single day and then I still have a huge part of me that speak you know like that's like tied to the culture you know the mandarin speaking culture and a lot of time I feel like I find myself adjusting in between two cultures because I now like I'm bilingual I speak both languages pretty I would say pretty fluently I find myself struggling especially when raised um you know when raising my boy you know not just the language itself but what's behind the language do i raise him more as a chinese because that's the way i grew up or do i you know do i raise him as an american because he was born here and then you know he considers himself american so there is definitely an overlap between language and culture and I don't think you can have or appreciate one truly without the other. And so how fortunate he is to have you to provide him with that Chinese culture while he's here and also his dad as well. So I know you said dad um is Spanish speaking. So have you learned any Spanish? Has dad learned any Mandarin? Uh, um I mean yes. I mean I'm trying to picking up, you know, the few words here and there. you know when it comes to understanding the language i wouldn't say i understand spanish at all i can understand words you know like siéntate or gracias por favor it was also we both try to learn the language that the other person is speaking i think language i always like to learn the language by immersing myself you know in the environment where people speak the language because i i think for me to be able to come, come to America to to use the language I was learning back in Taiwan and not not until I came here to this country I'm able to sort of like dive into a linguistic environment where you know I get to hear how people pronounce certain words and how people put words together to make themselves understood and that is why i i think for us in our family in in our home what we have been speaking mostly is english so that is something that i find is hard for me to pick up actually spanish or for my husband to pick up mandarin yes language is a unifier and who knows maybe um alexi will be the the bridge for both of you to learn more of the uh other language Yeah, that's happening. <laughs> yeah, because I, sometimes I speak to Alexi in Mandarin, and then my husband was like, uh, "What is mommy saying?" <laughs> yeah, and he he will be translating. Yeah, so mommy is saying this. Yeah, that's great. I mean, what a great way for him to demonstrate right his capacity um, at such a young age for to go back and forth between both. That's amazing. Yeah. So what about that? You know, some guests that have been on the show have talked about how family members or friends were saying to them like, "No, don't teach them two or three languages. You're going to confuse them." Did you ever have that fear 
of exposing Alexi to multiple languages early on? I cannot recall there was a moment I thought about like, you know, I need to speak to Alexi like 100% English just because I'm raising him here in America. I remember like I started, I would say as soon as he was born, I was talking to him pretty much, I would say 100%, you know, in Mandarin, but at the same time, I'm aware that perhaps because he was born here, probably he needs to, you know, be spoken to in English. So I, I remember I was doing a lot of translation back and forth. If I say a sentence in Mandarin first, and then I'll be translating the sentence into English. So he pretty much, you know, as we were reading story, you know, when he was a baby, I will be reading the book first in Mandarin, and then I'll translate the book in, you know, in English or the other way around. So then you made a decision from your heart, right? Um, right. But the language that you love, the language you were raised with, mm -hmm. and how great that you were able to also then, like you said, translate and provide him access into English, um, but knowing that you were teaching him your mother tongue and, and the language that speaks love yeah. for you. Our podcast is called Bilingual in America, and I'm wondering when you hear that, what image or thoughts does it conjure up for you? I, when I hear that, I, I feel like empowered. I feel the person who's bilingual in America, I feel like the second language, whichever language, you know, like actually is an, is an asset. And that, that actually enriches the person's life. I just also wonder, what are your hopes for Alexi in terms of his understanding and this mesh between all the cultures and languages that you and your husband have thoughtfully provided him a foundation in? I hope and pray that Alexi, through the way that we raise him in a trilingual environment where he has families from my side that speak, you know, speak Mandarin, that, you know, family from my husband's side speaks Spanish. I'm hoping that he is able to put everything that he's able to observe and take in and sort of like mold it and then create his own identity. It's very important for me to have that hope in him that because he he will have a broader perspective of different cultures and using different languages. And then I'm hoping that he's able to use the language and the culture to be able to travel around the world and to see the world and then to meet people and to once again to bring people together to have a capacity of understanding and to be, I would say, to be the peacemaker. I, I look forward to watching Alexi rise and grow. And Alexi has that opportunity. And like you said, he can be the peacemaker for the world. Shinyi, I just want to thank you again for speaking with our listeners and being so open about your own experience and how you view the beauty of language and culture. And we encourage you to continue to speak your beauty. Thank you. With both of our guests, we see how there are challenges and victories in taking on this multilingual road. This multilingual road leads children to greater capacity for humanity, stronger understandings about the importance of language and communication, and the ability to look beyond one set of values. Our guests did what they did 
because they understand that speaking more than one language does allow you to appreciate the world in a very different way. How beautiful to have so many lenses to view the world through, to experience people with, to embrace traditions from. What a rich way to live life. And I think the best way to sum it up here at Bilingual in America would be how beautiful to find multiple ways to speak your beauty. Thank you for your interest in the stories we share. By sharing, following, and liking our podcast on anchor.fm Bilingual in America and our Instagram blog at bilingualinamerica.podcast, you are speaking your beauty. We welcome your comments and feedback. Follow us, like us, share us.